Hello, Mav Mind Collective, and welcome to another episode of the Hypno Sales Show. Today, we're going to be learning how to interview a sales rep, part two. All right, as I pointed out before, I'm doing six parts to these uh, how to interview a sales rep because there's six basic questions that I've used uh, for 15 years. I've asked these same six questions, so each question is a different part, or at least the set of questions. Like in this case, I actually have two questions because of this second part that I wanted to deep dive in, into it with you on this episode. So you can learn from the MavMind HypnoSales perspective you know, how you're able to determine what kind of candidate you have interviewing for the sales role, whatever it is. And uh, besides the normal skills related questions, or do they have the history and the background to, to, to fit the role? You also want to understand how are they going to be when they're in the role? And how are you as a manager or a team going to support them and manage them and keep them happy, keep them effective and make sure they perform well working with you on the team? Okay, so that's what these uh, six questions are really about, is figuring out how what's gonna motivate them and keep them being effective in the role, and also what's gonna help retain them so they don't leave, because no, none of us want our sales reps, especially our rock star sales reps, we don't want them to leave and go somewhere else, we wanna keep them on the team. So, so understanding their preferences and what motivates them and what makes them tick helps you to be effective in supporting them and keeping them happy and keeping them wanting to stay on your team, because hopefully it's the best job they've ever had. Okay, so uh, so this second part, uh, which is actually two questions here, is really my way of trying to figure out some of those preferences that they might have. Part one, I talked about a brief preference, which was the sameness versus differences preference. These two questions really get more into a couple of the preferences, and I'll talk about each one separately. So the first question uh, that you ask is, generally speaking, what do you want in a job? Generally speaking. So you have to qualify it by saying generally speaking because you want them to kind of stay high level with the answer. Generally speaking, no matter what job it is, any job you can think of, what do you want in a job? What do you want in a job? So it's not this specific job they're interviewing for, it's any job in general because I want them to go into the subconscious and figure out what's their strategy and what is it that they look for in a job. And then I'm gonna listen specifically for whether they describe what they want or what they don't want in a job. Because that's what'll happen. If their preferences is towards going towards things, they're gonna talk about what they want in a job. If their preference is to get away from things that they don't like, they'll, they'll tell you things that they don't want in a job. So in other words, they'll answer it like this. You know, generally speaking, what do you want in a job? They'll say, well, I don't want to have a job where I have to do a lot of you know, boring tasks. I don't want to have to get up in the morning and motivate myself every day. I want to feel excited about going to work. I don't want to have to, and they keep saying, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want this and that. That indicates that they are a, an away type of a personality. They go away from things. They're looking at how they can back their way towards their goal by looking what could be behind them, chasing them, or be around them that could be causing harm, and they're very cautious, and they're being careful. So, so that's what it indicates. Nothing good or bad about it, it just, that's what it indicates. They back their way, and they go, they walk backwards towards what they, what they need to go after, towards their goal, by keeping an eye on what's behind them, and what could be chasing them, what could be throwing them off, 
versus if they tell you what they want, like they say, oh, I'll tell you what I want in a job, generally speaking, I want to have fun, I want to make money, I want, and they start giving you what they want, and you listen and they never at once indicate what they don't want. It's all about what they want. Then you know they're the, they're the type that looks right for their target and they go right towards their goal. Even if there's things on the side or behind them chasing them that could, could, that could throw them off, they don't care about that. They're not scared of those things. They're looking straight and they're like, I just want to get that goal and I'm going to go to that goal. I'm going to meet, I'm going to meet it and exceed it and achieve it. And they're, they're just, they go towards the thing at all times. That's what, that's what it indicates when they start doing it. Now, some people ask me, well, Maverick, what if they give you a little of both? Well, okay, that, that's possible. It could be that um, some candidates I've had, uh, will, they will give an answer that will be um, what they want and then followed by something that they don't want and then followed by something that they want again and followed by another thing that they don't want. So in other words, an example would be, I want to go after, uh, I want to go after the target. I want to get my quota. I want to have fun. I want to have fun trying to get it, but I don't want someone telling me how to do it. I don't want someone giving me direction all the time on how to do it because I want to make sure I achieve uh, with my team. I'm a team player and I want to make sure I'm collaborating with my team, but I don't want, uh, I don't want someone um, giving me some process that I don't agree with or whatever. So they'll, they'll give you something they want, don't want, want, don't want like that. And they'll, it's called toggling. They'll toggle back and forth. And that typically indicates that they're a 50-50 balance between what they want and don't want. So they kind of straddle between the two things. And there's, again, nothing wrong with that. It just, that's what it indicates, meaning, you know, they're going to go after things and they're going to be cautious and be making sure that they don't that, that they're, they're looking in, out for themselves of what could be chasing them. So they're sort of like going towards their goal sideways. So they're not going head on and they're not backing their way. They're sort of going sideways and they're looking forward and back, forward and back all the time. And typically, it's, they're a little bit more well-rounded and more seasoned typically when they, when they have this balanced approach like that. Um, it's not as common, but it does happen and you'll, you'll notice it, you'll notice it. And of course there's variations where they'll give you three things they want, one thing they don't want. That means they're 70, 30, etc. But for the sake of this uh, lesson, I just want to make sure you understand you're listening for what they want or don't want in the answer. No matter what it is they actually answer, you're listening for that preference. So you know how to maybe guide them and motivate them and keep them happy on the team. The other question here that I like to ask is tests for the communication preference. And I've talked about this in previous videos, but I like to do it with candidates too. And it's basically the starting out the question with, do you mind if I ask? And then whatever question you want to ask. Do you mind if I ask where you worked before? Or do you mind if I ask what your middle name is? Do you mind if I ask, you know, and then whatever, you just come up with a question that makes sense with uh, maybe their history, looking at their LinkedIn profile, whatever, but you want to, you basically want to nest a second question after this first question, do you mind if I ask? So what you want to listen for is whether they answer the first question, do you mind if I ask, or if they answer the second question, whatever question you insert in there. So let's say I'm asking, hey, do you mind if I ask you what your middle name is? So I listen to see if they say no. If they say no, that means they're answering this first question. Do you mind if I ask? No, meaning no, I don't mind. I don't mind, you can ask me. I don't mind at all. If they answer the second question, then they're not gonna say no, they're gonna go, yeah, uh, uh, my middle name is Frederick 
or whatever, right? They'll they'll give you, they'll just answer the second question. They'll they'll skip over the do you mind if I ask you? They'll they'll just assume that I don't need to answer that. What you're really asking me is my middle name. Yeah, yeah, my middle name is Frederick. And they'll actually say yes and then they'll answer it. So now I know either way, I know if they answer the first question, no, then I know they're a direct listener. They listen directly to what people say, like literally what people say. If they answer the second question, they say, yeah, my name is Frederick. That means they're indirect listeners. They listen for what you might mean. They're listening for the meaning, not what you literally just said. Okay. So if you think, if you go back to part one, where I talk about like in one sentence, describe what your former boss would say about you. And then they go on for 10 minutes, probably a good indicator that they're an indirect listener because they didn't listen to literally the question I asked in part one, which I talk about. That's why I do that. I'm trying to see if they can take direction, if they're listening or not. And it's okay if they listen directly or indirectly. I just want to know which one it is, because if I'm going to manage them or have them working on a team, I need to know how to communicate with them. If they're an indirect listener, then I need to I need to communicate with them indirectly. I don't want to ever give them a specific thing to do because they're not going to listen for the specific thing. They're going to listen for what I really mean for them to do. And if they're a direct listener, then I'm going to tell them exactly what to do and almost command it. I need you to do this, this, and this, and this, right? And then they're just going to totally take that and go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do all those things because they're listening literally. And think about it even for yourself. Have you ever had certain people, the way they talk to you, uh, it, it kind of rubs you the wrong way? It might be because you want the indirect message and you're getting a direct message and you don't like it. Because usually people that want indirect don't like it when people are being direct with them. And vice versa, if you're, if you're uh, being indirect and they just want you to be direct, like just tell me what you want. Don't, don't tell me all this other stuff. Tell me what you want me to do. That's, what, that's why we react that way. All of us do because we have preferences whether we're, we want direct communication or indirect communication. Or like, just like this first one, maybe you want a mix 50-50 of either a little bit of direct, a little bit of indirect. It could be both. But that's more rare. Typically, we all lean towards one or the other. So that's why I like asking the second question, do you mind if I ask you, you know, where you worked before? Do you mind if I ask you what your middle name is? And I'm just listening whether they answer directly or indirectly on that question. And then now I have two preferences. I can tell if they're a towards and away person, if they're a direct indirect communicator, and then it helps me to realize a game plan. I can put together a game plan of how I'm going to manage this person when I hire them. Uh, because if they meet all the other skills where they, they, they match the job, I want them to join. I want to hire them. And then I just want to make sure they're happy and they stay here and they don't go anywhere else. And they're the most successful they can be in this role, working for my company, working for my team. That's why I, I go through the trouble to ask these types of questions to figure it out. So this is part two. I still got a few more parts. So I look forward to seeing you in the next HypnoSales show uh, where I talk about the other parts. And hopefully then you can take all these different questions and make a part of what how you interview your sales reps for your team and become more successful at hiring the best teams possible. My name is Maverick. Until next time, I'll see you in the next HypnoSales show.